Santa Claus on Mars? Will we get a Santa Claus? There's only one Santa Claus, and he's on Earth. <laughs> well, I guess that takes care of that. Didn't I tell you it was a foolish idea to seek advice from that old man? This is a serious matter, Voldar. And desperate problems require desperate deeds. Earth has had Santa Claus long enough. We will bring him to Mars. I'm against it. Our children are fine the way they are. I don't want any Santa Claus bringing them toys and games. They'll start playing and laughing and running underfoot. They'll become a nuisance. I've made my decision. We leave for Earth tonight. Rigna, Lomas, prepare spaceship number one. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the futures of war. Resistance is futile. Drink flows from the force, but beware of the dark side. Iron Man, that's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. This seems a gold continuum alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, reach call. You're listening to Trex and Sci-Fi. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Mark Daniels from the Great Pacific Northwest, and you are listening to Trex in Sci-Fi. This is episode 885 for Sunday, December 18th, 2022. I'm back this week with another classic science fiction movie. This week's movie is a holiday classic. It's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Before I get into today's podcast, I want to thank Rico for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoy it. With that said, I'm going to play the trailer for Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'll be back after the trailer with some movie information, and then we'll get into Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Last off, for the most wonderful science fiction fun and adventure a boy or a girl or a grown-up ever enjoyed. Meet Billy and Betty as they encounter the fierce Martians. It's so exciting, so amazing, you'll want to tell all your friends about that wondrous day when red-faced Santa meets the green-faced Martians. You'll see it all when... Joseph E. Levine presents Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. From the moment when the spaceship kidnaps Billy and Betty, here are some of the incredible things you'll actually see as Santa Claus Conquers the Martians hardly believe your eyes as a giant Martian robot captures Billy and Betty. 
evil Boldar imprisons Billy, Betty, and Santa in a space death chamber. Will they escape? The people of Earth give the signal that sends their mighty Air Force into space to rescue Santa. Surprise meeting. Earth kids meet Martian kids. Santa sets up a fantastic automatic toy factory on Mars. The Martian leader battles the wicked Boldar in a desperate effort to save Santa. The wise man of Mars. 900 years old. The Battle of the Toys, when Martian kids and Earth kids join Santa to battle the bad guys of Mars. For real space-age fun, you'll be out of this world when Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is a 1964 American science fiction comedy directed by Nicholas Webster and produced by Paul L. Jacobson, who also wrote the screenplay. The movie is based on a story by Glenville Merrith. It was produced by Jaylor Productions and distributed by Embassy Pictures. The production budget for the movie was $200,000. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was released November 14, 1964, and has a runtime of 81 minutes. And here's the cast, starting at the top. John Call as Santa Claus. Leonard Hicks as Kimar. Vincent Beck as Valdor. Bill McCutcheon as Droppo. Victor Stiles as Billy. Donna Conforti as Betty. Chris Month as Bomar, Pia Zadora as Germar, Leah Martin as Momar, Charles Rim as Harpo, James Cahill as Rigna, Ned Werdeman as the reporter Andy Anderson, Doris Rich as Mrs. Claus, Carl Don as Chochim, Ivor Bowden as Winky, Al Nestor as Stobor, and Don Blair as the announcer. And that's it for movie information. Now let's get into Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. The movie opens up with two Martian children watching Santa Claus being interviewed by a reporter. Hi, kids. This is Andy Henderson at the North Pole. Ooh, it's cold up here. <laughs> From this spot, there's only one direction you can go, and that's south. <laughs> Living up here is pretty rough. I don't see how Santa stands it. Hmm? <laughs> Since we've been here, we've eaten nothing but frozen food. At least that's the way it is by the time we get it. <laughs> and now, let's take a look-see into Santa's workshop. Hello again. Boys and girls. 
It's just weeks before Christmas, and Santa and his helpers are working overtime to make sure that there's enough toys for the kids all over the world. Santa's a pretty busy man, but I'm sure he'd like to say a few words to you kids. Hello, Santa. Oh, hello, son. Oh, oh, hello, boys and girls. <laughs> oh, it's Andy. You caught me at a very busy time. Well, uh, <laughs> do you think you'll be ready by Christmas Eve? Well, we've never disappointed the kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, is it true that this year there's a rumor that you're going to use a rocket sled? No, sorry. We're going out the good old-fashioned way with my reindeer. Prancer and Dancer and Thunder and Blitzen and Vixen and Nixon. Nixon, oh, I get, I, I always can't on it. I get those names mixed up, but the kids know their names. <laughs> Santa, there you are. We have so much to do, and you stand here dawdling, talking to this visitor. Mr. Anderson, this is Mrs. Claus. Uh, we're dear, we're on television. How do you do, Mr. Anderson? Ma'am. Now, I want you to go and finish painting those hobby horses. Television? Did you say we're on television? Oh, oh, dear. Oh, why didn't you tell me? Oh, my hair's a mess. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Come along, Mr. Anderson, and I'll show you some of the new toys we're turning out. My next clip takes place on the planet Mars at Keymar's home. We're going to meet the comic relief of today's movie. His name is Droppo. I'm sorry, Chief Keymar, sir. Droppo, you are the laziest man on Mars. Why are you sleeping during working hours? I wasn't sleeping, Chief. It's just that I haven't been able to sleep these last few nights. I forgot how. So I was just practicing. <laughs> Well, I suggest you practice doing your work. Where's Lady Moma? Oh, she went to the food pill center to get some new food pills. The children haven't been eating well. No appetite at all. Oh, it's no wonder. They sit in front of the video set all day watching those ridiculous Earth programs. It confuses them. Where are they? Oh, and they're watching Earth programs. In the next clip, we meet Kimar's children, Bomar and Germar. Hey, Santa, what have we here? These are new dolls. Now, this little doll walks, talks, cries, and she even sings. Almost like a real, live little girl. That she is, sir. That she is. All she needs is tender, loving care. Bomar, what is a doll? I don't know, Gilmar. What is tender, loving care? I don't know either. Bomar, Gilmar. I told you not to watch those silly Earth programs. Now go to sleep. Must we go to sleep now, Father? I want to see Santa Claus some more. I want to see more toys. No, go to sleep. In the next scene, we find Lady Momar and Kimar worried about their children, Germar and Bormar. They haven't been eating or sleeping, and they're watching way too much Earth TV. Hello, Droppo. I see you're keeping busy. Oh, I've been working very hard, Lady Mobar. I've been vacuuming the room. Good. Is the master here? Oh, he's in there. And Kimar's very angry, too. 
Kimar, I bought some new food pills. I hope the children will eat these. We have hamburger, buttered asparagus, mashed potatoes, and a special treat for them. Chocolate layer cake pills. Momar, I'm worried about our children. Well, so am I. They've hardly eaten a thing in three days. It goes deeper than that. They're behaving strangely. They appear to be troubled. They don't care to sleep. I had to use the sleep spray on them again. I mentioned this to my council chiefs today, and I learned it's the same with children all around the planet in every district. Something is happening to the children of Mars. Kimar, as leader of the Martians, you must do something about it. I know. But what? Why don't you go to the forest and see Chochem, the Ancient One? He'll know what to do. He's never failed you. You speak wisely. I will go. Attention, Council Chiefs. Please report. Lomas reporting. Rignar reporting. Hargo here. Boldar? Boldar, please report. Boldar reporting. Gentlemen of the Council, we will meet immediately at Chochum's chair in Thunder Forest. What's wrong now, Kima? I don't know, Voldar. But I mean to find out. So Kimar and the Martian leaders go and seek out the advice of a 900-year-old Martian named Chochim. Where's Kimar? He should be here any moment. What's this all about? We'll find out when Kimar arrives. We are probably going to seek the advice of Chochim. What does Kimar think we are? A kindergarten class? Can't we make our own decisions? Must we always come crawling to that dattering old man? Chochem is 800 years old. You can't dismiss the wisdom of centuries. I can. Gentlemen, thank you for coming. Chochem? Chochem, are you here? Ancient one of Mars, I call upon you. Chochem, it is I, Kima, and the council chiefs. We need you, Chochem. your advice, Chochim. Something is wrong with our children. They eat not, they sleep not. Their only interest is watching meaningless Earth programs on the video. What time of year is it now? It is the middle of September. No, no. Not here. I mean on Earth. Ah, yes. It is early December on Earth. Close to the time of the Christmas. That explains it. What is a Christmas? It is an occasion for great joy and peace on the planet Earth. And for children, it is also a time of anticipation as they await the arrival of Santa Claus. 
his gift. Bah! What nonsense! What has this to do with our children, Ancient One? We have no children on Mars. They have children's bodies, but with adult minds. They do not have a childhood. I've seen this coming for centuries. They are born. Our electronic teaching machines are attached to their brains while they are in their cradles. Information is fed into their minds in a constant stream. And by the time they can walk, they are adults. They've never played. They've never learned to have fun. And now, now they are rebelling. What do you advise? The children must be allowed to be children again. They must learn to play. They must learn what it means to have fun. We need a Santa Claus on Mars. Kimar decides to go to Earth and kidnap Santa Claus. When the Martians arrive on Earth, they can't distinguish between all the fake Santa Claus, so they kidnap two children to help them find the real Santa Claus. The Defense Department believes that the objects spotted on our radar screens might have been nothing more than a meteor which burned up when it entered our atmosphere. Professor Werner von Green, our leading space expert, is still convinced it was a Martian spaceship. Stay tuned for further bulletins. Billy, what does a Martian look like? I don't know. Nobody's ever seen one. I don't believe there are any Martians. You don't, huh? What would you do if a Martian look right up behind you? I scream. Betty, I'm trying to sleep. I see a Martian. Boy, you and your imagination. Come on, let's go home. Who, who are you? We're from Mars. Don't be afraid. We have children just like you on Mars. What are those funny things sticking out of your head? Those are our antenna. Are you a television set? <laughs> Stupid question. Is this what you want to do to our children on Mars? Turn them into nincompoops like these? Hold your tongue, Voldar. What's your name, little boy? Billy. Billy Foster, sir. And this is my sister, Betty. Perhaps you can help us, Billy. We're looking for one of your Santa Clauses. There's only one Santa Claus. We've seen many of them in your cities. Oh, those are his helpers. There's only one real Santa Claus, and he's in his workshop up at the North Pole. That's what we came here to find out. Let's go. Come on, you two. Let me go. Where are you taking us? Leave them alone, Voldar. What? And leave them here to inform the authorities? He's right, Kimar. We better take them along with us to the North Pole. Very well. Come along. The Martians land at the North Pole near Santa's workshop. The children manage to escape from the spaceship and try to warn Santa. The, the children manage to evade Voldar and a polar bear only to be captured by the robot Torg. I see it! I see it! Santa's 
I'll destroy them. Crush them. Crush them, Tog. Do as I say. Walter, I knew you'd try something like this. I set Torg's control so he will obey only me. Release him, Torg. You were very lucky. Now don't try to escape again. You may not be so lucky next time. Fargo, take them back to the ship, lock them up, and rejoin us. You won't get away with this, you... you Martian! The danger grows with every minute. Let's get Santa Claus and blast off. We'll surround the workshop and send Torg in to get Santa. Nobody is to be harmed unless they get in our way. Ah, no one is to be harmed. What has happened to the great warriors of our planet? Mars used to be the planet of war. Mark my words, Kima. Your softness will destroy us. Santa Claus, toys, games, laughing children. Well, we shall see. But for now, to your posts. Torg, follow me. Kimar and the Martians find Santa's workshop and surround it and send in Torg to kidnap Santa. Torg is immediately turned into a giant toy by Santa Claus. The Martians come in, stun Mrs. Claus and two elves. Santa surrenders, and he leaves with the Martians. Get in, Torg. you come from? You're the biggest toy I've ever seen. <laughs> and very well made, too. By the great dog star, Santa's treating him like a toy. Get him, Torg. Grab him. He's become a toy. Rigna, we'll have to get Santa ourselves. Come on, Voldar. <laughs> <laughs> what have we here? More toys? <laughs> Those are Martians. Santa Claus, you're coming with us. No, you can't take him now. It's too near Christmas. Quiet, you. But... We don't want to hurt you, Santa Claus, so come along quietly. Why? Why did you have to do that to my helper? It's harmless. It'll wear off in a short while. Oh. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Now, you come with us. We need you on Mars. Are you sure this is harmless? Oh, I never saw such lazy people standing around like statues. There's work to be done. Let's get to it. My, oh, me, oh, oh, Mrs. Claus is going to be very angry about this. Take him, Torg. Torg, take him. Obey my command. Forget it, Kima. Rigna was right. He's nothing but a toy now. Best to leave him here. Believe me, I had nothing whatsoever to do about this. You know, my dear, I can't recall a time when you were so silent, 
for so long. Let's go, old man. On the way back to Mars, Valdar tricks Santa and the kids into an airlock and plans to vent them into outer space. Well, and how is Santa and the little Earthling? My, it must be tiresome cooped up in this little room. Say, how would you like to see the rest of the ship? You're not fooling me. You don't like us. You're mean. Oh, come on now. That's not true. Why, Santa makes everyone feel good. Even me. I don't trust you. No, no, Billy boy. That's not the Christmas spirit. Why, of course, Boldar. We'd love to take the grand tour. All right, children. This room is called Airlock. the... Airlock. That's right. Sure. This is where you come when you're ready to go out in space. It's airtight. You put on your spacesuit and go out through that door. When you come back, the door closes and they pump air back into the room through there. When it reaches the pressure of the rest of the ship, you can take your spacesuit off. Smart lad. Where's the control that opens the door, son? Not here. That's in the control deck. You see, once you pull that switch, the warning bell sounds, and in 60 seconds, that door opens. That's to give a spaceman a chance to make a final checkup on their equipment. There's nowhere out in space. If that door were open now, it will pull all the air out of this room and us with it. You certainly know a great deal about space travel, son. He's going to be a spaceman when he grows up. Maybe sooner than that. That must be the door timer. Santa, he locked us in. Oh, I don't think so. He probably just stepped off for a moment. It's locked. I don't trust Baldar. He's not like Kira and the others. I don't like him. I'm worried, Santa. No, now, children, let's not get excited. On Mars, Kimar takes... Billy, Sally, and Santa home to meet his wife and his two kids, Bomar and Germar. Oh, Kimar. Are you alone? No. Well. Earthlings, Billy and Betty. Welcome to our home. There's someone else, too. <laughs> Lady Beaumont, I'm not accustomed to entering people's homes through the door, but you have no chimney. <laughs> Welcome, Santa Claus. We hope you'll make the children on Mars very happy. I'll try, dear lady. I'll try. Better. Where are they? Well, we'll start with my youngsters. How are they, Momar? The same. Quiet, remote, and very unhappy. They're inside studying. Well, let old Santa say hello to them. And I'm sure these children would like to meet them. 
I'll tell them you're here. Y over 5 pi r squared to determine the correct orbit from Mars to Jupiter, traveling along vector A through the 17th quadrant at the power of 12 megatrons. Father, Father, we missed you. <laughs> I missed you too. Children, I brought some visitors from Earth. Will you come in, please, children? Billy and Betty, this is Bomar and Germar. Hi. There's nothing in it. What are you giving me? My hand to shake. We have another Earth person that wants to see you. Kimar is going to build Santa a workshop on Mars to build toys for the Martian children. But there is also some bad news. I can't believe it. That's the first time in months they've gone to sleep without the sleep spray. Santa, tomorrow we'll set up a workshop for you. It won't be exactly the same as the one you have on Earth, but I'm sure it'll serve your purpose. Good, good. Now, I'd like to get going and have the toy shop operating full blast so as I can return to Earth for Christmas. You know, Mrs. Claus is a very good-natured woman, but... Santa I... Claus, you will never return to Earth. Oh, yeah. Now you belong to Mars. Ho, ho, ho. Valdor has escaped from house arrest and plots his revenge against Kimar and Santa. Me, Oda, hiding in a dirty cave like a speckled Mars worm. Oh, Kimar will get this. I'll find a way. That's easy. Let's get rid of the little fat friend in the red suit. <coughs> oh, that's suicide. Santa Claus is on a constant guard. We couldn't get within 20 feet of him without being disintegrated. But I have other plans. Someone's approaching the cave. Oh, it's me, Jim. All right, turn off the nuclear curtain. All right, Jim, enter. What'd you find out? The toy shop is operating full blast. No one suspects me, so I sneaked down and took a good long look. It's nothing like the one on Earth. No one is sawing or hammering. Kimar has built a mechanized assembly line for the old man. Toys are rolling off by the second. This planet will be flooded with toys. You know, they got one little toy. It's the cutest thing. It's just a coil spring. And it goes down steps all by itself. I was tempted to steal one. I'd like to fool around with the thing. Toys! The decay is setting in. It's even affecting you. Soon all of Martians will be blithering idiots. 
But we no time to lose. We must go into action. Now we cannot eliminate Santa Claus, but we can discredit him. Make him a laughing stock throughout Mars. Come on. Now listen. Careful. The workshop closes at 10 o'clock. The guards will be at Kimar's house, guarding Santa Claus. Now this is what we'll do. See? You take the left throw. After Santa's workshop is closed for the evening, Valdor, Shem, and Stobar sneak into Santa's workshop and sabotage the toy-making machine. Santa Claus. <laughs> and Mars returns to normal. <laughs> Lady Momar is worried about Droppo because he's missing, and so is Santa's suit. Droppo, you rascal, where are you? Droppo! Oh! Children, breakfast is ready. Good morning, dear. Chima, I can't find Droppo. His bed hasn't been slept in. What's he up to now? Good morning. Good morning, Lady Momar. Oh, oh, my extra suit. The one you made for me is missing. I'm sure I brought it home from the toy shop last night. That's two things that are missing. Your suit and Droppo. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> that explains it. When you find my missing suit, You'll find Droppo inside it. He's out someplace playing Santa Claus. <laughs> Take care of him. Oh, no, no, no. Now let him have his fun. He's probably at the toy shop making toys. He loves it. <laughs> Children, will you please hurry? Breakfast is ready. Yes, yes. If you don't hurry, your breakfast will get cold. <laughs> Voldar and Stobor surrender to Kimar but also give him an ultimatum. Surprised to see us? 
You're under arrest, Fuldar. <laughs> Stop playing with toys. Put it away, Kima. We have a weapon that's much more potent than that. As you may know, we are holding Santa Claus a hostage. One false move, and your little ho-ho-ho man will be destroyed. <laughs> All right, what do you want, Fuldar? These are our terms. First, destroy the toy machine. Second, we will release Santa Claus if you promise to send him and the Earthlings back to their planet. Third, no more joy through toys nonsense on Mars. Well? Well, you win. Are you sure you have Santa Claus? You know we have him. You mean you had him? Santa Claus has powers that you don't know about. All right, arms up. Rigna, Hargo, Lomas, report. This is Rigna, Kimov. Hargo and Lomas are with me. Good. I've got Voldar and Stovo. I'll keep them here in the storeroom of the toy shop. Rigna, you come here and take them off my hands. I want Hargo and Lomas to look for a man named Shim. Tell them to search the caves along the transverse canal. Right, Kimov. All right, you two. In there. You might as well relax. You're going to be here for a while. Sit down. Santa and the children use every toy at their disposal to defeat Valdar in an all-out toy fight. With Valdar defeated, Santa and the children are ready to go home. And now it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, Billy. Goodbye. Goodbye, Betty, dear. You take care of yourself. Bye. I've got something for you, Billy. Gee, thanks. Goodbye. Bye. Gee, we had fun. We're going to miss you. Do you think we'll ever meet again? I'm sure you will, children. Thank you, Santa, for bringing happiness to the children of Mars. And the Christmas spirit to all of us. Son, from the bottom of my heart, I wish you and yours the very best of everything. in time for Christmas Eve. Yay! Shall we get going? Yay! Goodbye, dear friends. Away! And that's the end of today's movie. Now it's time for some movie trivia. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was the first film appearance of Mrs. Claus. The Martian ray guns were actually painted whammo air blasters. Those of us of a certain age will remember those. I remember those. I'm that old. Um, the tubing on the side of the Martian helmets is a natural gas line, similar to the kind that hook up water heaters and furnaces. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was Pia Zadora's film debut. 
The entire film was shot in four days at Michael Meyerberg Studios on Long Island. Most of the cast came from Broadway shows at the time. John Call and Victor Stiles were appearing on stage in Oliver, while Donna Conforti was appearing in Here's Love. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was featured in Season 3, Episode 21 of Mystery Science Theater 3000. The theme for today's movie, Hooray for Santa Claus, was released on record in November of 1964 by Milton DeLug and the Little Eskimos on Four Corner Records. A single-issue comic book adaptation was published by Dell Comics in March of 1966. There have been two theatrical productions made of this movie, one in 1993 at the Factory Theater in Chicago and the other in 2006 in the Mercury Theater in Fullerton, California. And my last piece of trivia is the group Sloppy Seconds covered the theme song in 1992. And that's all I have for movie trivia. Now it's time for the Star Trek Connection. Everybody knows I'm a big Star Trek fan, and I try to find a Star Trek connection in every movie or TV show I watch. I'm afraid to say I couldn't find a Star Trek connection in today's movie, so we'll just move right ahead and get into my comments about Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. I watched the 2012 DVD release from Horizon Movies. The picture and sound quality were pretty good. This is the best copy of the movie I've ever seen. The copies I've seen in the past were usually all washed out and they, they looked terrible, which made me think they were foreign films. I thought they were Italian films for this movie was an Italian film for ages because it looked like something, an old sword and sandal movie, how they, those Hercules movies were all washed out. They were in color, but they were all washed out. So I would just assume this was a foreign movie was surprised to find out that this movie was made in the United States. Um, I remember watching this as a kid. And I remember not liking it a lot because I always thought it was for little bitty kids, you know, five and six years old. So I didn't watch it that much. And the last time before, the last time I saw it on TV was on Mystery Science Theater, and that was in the 1990s. And I loved it because I'm a big fan of Mystery Science Theater, and Joel and the Robots can make any movie worth watching. There's nothing outstanding about this movie. Uh, it's full of people you don't know. The story and writing and the acting is mediocre at best. The costume, the props, the sets are all low budget. Um, don't even get me started on the robot. The robot Torg reminds me of Chani, the robot from the uh, Devil Girl from Mars. He's literally a guy in a cardboard box with dryer vent hoses for arms and legs and a paint can for a head. That's it, literally. Um... The weapons that the Martians carry, the the Martian ray guns, well, they're whammo air blasters. I remember having one of those when I was a kid. Back when they the advertisement on the TV was, you could blow a candle out at 20 feet away, and they did that. And there was just a puff of air, you know, that would come out of it. But I do remember those. Uh, the Martian costumes, they're pretty much green, long underwear. That's all they are. Um, the costumes were pretty, you know, like I said, they were pretty cheap. The makeup that they wore, the green makeup that the, everybody wore, was shaky at best. Some people put it on really good. Some people missed big spots, and you could see their, their natural skin through, and it was pretty bad. The one thing I did like was their helmets. I thought they were pretty cool. It looks like they were made out of a 
scuba mask, a shower head, a gas line, and any miscellaneous stuff you'd find in somebody's garage. That's what they look like. Um, I almost forgot about the man in the bear suit playing the polar bear. That was hilarious. You, you could almost see the zipper and where the, the head part separated from the, the bottom part. It was It was pretty bad. It was bad. But I don't know which was worse, the guy in the polar bear suit or the guy in the cardboard robot box. They were, they were pretty bad. Another thing about the movie was um, lots and lots and lots of Air Force stock footage. I mean, I haven't seen that much Air Force stock footage since I lived on Malmstrom Air Force Base in the 1960s. There's got to be 10 or 15 minutes of stock footage in this movie. I think they call that padding. Yeah, that's what they call it, padding. Um, you know what? Enough of the negative waves. To be honest, I have watched this movie four times in the last two weeks in preparation for this podcast, and I've enjoyed every viewing. It's a fun movie. It really is. I mean, if you can overlook all the, the, the low budget and the story and the writing, it's a, it's a good movie to watch. It's one of those movies that's so bad, it's good. Is it a great movie? Nope. But it is fun watching. And I would encourage everybody, if you haven't seen this movie, take the time. It's it's an hour and 20 minutes long, and it's worth the time, and it'll be fun. Especially if you have little kids. Little kids would dig it. And uh, one of my favorite things about the movie is the theme song, Hooray for Santa Claus. It's an earworm. Once you hear it, it's in your head. You're stuck. You're never getting it out. The only thing that'll wedge it out of your head is the theme from the green slime, another earworm, and that will wedge it out. But anything else? Nope, not a chance. On a scale from one to 10, I'll give Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Boy, this is this tough one. I was going to say three and a half, maybe four. So I'll just stick with that three and a half, four stars out of 10. And those are my comments about Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. That's it for today's podcast. Before I wrap up today's podcast, I want to thank Rico again for giving me another opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Rico will be back next week on the podcast, and I'll end today's podcast with some music from the movie. Guess what song it is? It's called Hooray for Santa Claus. Love this. I'm going to be doing the twist while I'm listening to this. I'll be back soon with another classic science fiction movie. Until then, everyone have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Take care of yourselves and stay warm. This is M5 signing off.
been listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. Join the forum at treksinsci-fi.com forward slash forum or write to Rico today. TrekSF at gmail.com Until next time, live long and prosper. Treks in Sci-Fi. End of transmission.